All right, ready to roll here? We're going to start at Luke 24, 49. It's been our core text for this entire season. Just to bring some of you up to speed, maybe you're newer here or this is your first Sunday, which again, welcome. We're so glad you're here. Our theme for this entire season, we've been calling it an upper room season. And we've really just felt from the Lord in September, October, November, we needed to slow some other things down that we usually do as a church family, lay some things aside and put an extra focus on prayer and on worship and on seeking God. And our core scripture has been Luke 24, 49, which says, Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. And so what we've been working from has been this. We recognize that we've got these incredible promises from God. There's just incredible promises in his word. There's incredible promises over each one of your lives. And then there's been incredible promises and prophetic words over us as a church family. And we want to have faith for these things. We don't just want to be passive about it and go, well, hopefully if it happens. We want to really lean in. We want to have faith for what God's saying and what God's doing. But we recognize very clearly, even as we see, he said, wait for the promise of the Father and, and that you would be endued with power. We recognize that we need power, the power of God to walk this out. We do not have the strength and the ability in ourselves. You nor I have what it takes on our own. We need the power of the Holy Spirit. And so it's been this season of opening our hearts up and believing for the power of the Holy Spirit. But then we saw here, he said, go and wait until you are endued with power from on high. That there's this element of waiting and this element of waiting on God, of, of tearing is kind of the old kind of the old phrase that would be used. And so we really felt in this season we needed to wait on the Lord. And so two weeks ago, Pastor Sharon and Miranda did an amazing job last week. If you can get to listen to last week's message. Yeah, you can give a hand for that. They did such a good job. And they can do an amazing job. And then the week before that, I was talking about unity and community. And so we don't just, with everything that's happened so far this morning, uh, we don't necessarily have time to do it right in this moment. But I really want to encourage you. We want to keep leaning into unity and community as a church family because unity and community is what is going to be, it creates the atmosphere. We talked about a couple weeks ago, Psalm 133, Mount Hermon, Psalm 133, where it says, when you, how blessed is when brothers dwell in unity. It's like the dew of Hermon. And there's like this, from Mount Hermon, the atmosphere, because of the snow, it, and the, the, you know, just the precipitation that comes from Mount Hermon, it literally affects the atmosphere of the entire region. And so we're creating an atmosphere here of unity and community to sustain what God's doing. There's many times where churches or spiritual communities will experience a move of God, but they cannot sustain it because they don't know how to fight for unity and community. And so I want to encourage you, just when, when we go out today, we've got tea and coffee. We're kind of just, we're trying to have, talk to somebody, meet somebody connect with somebody get to know somebody better you know work at building relationships work at it if we're all working at it together I mean there's going to be different things that we do but sometimes it's just as practical saying you know what I'm going to sow into community I'm going to sow into unity and sow into what God's doing and so I do that but today I want to head back into Acts 2 and I want to dig in a little more that's where we were a couple weeks ago so let's go there Acts 2 1 to 14 and again it's going to be a little more teaching so get ready today get ready to kind of lock in I want to stretch you I want to grow you I want you to learn some things today and so it says when the day of Pentecost had fully come they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they're sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one sat on each of them. And they're all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues. Everybody say, speak with other tongues. As the Spirit gave them utterance. 
And there were dwell in Jerusalem Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. And when the sound occurred, the multitude came together and were confused because everyone heard them speak in his own language. Then they were all amazed and marveled, saying to one another, Look, are not all those who speak Galileans? And how is it that we hear each in our own language in which was born? Parthians and Medes and Elamites and those dwelling in Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontius and Asia, Phygra and Pamphylia, Egypt, and the parts of Libya joining Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs. We hear them speak in our own tongues the wonderful works of God. So they are all amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, whatever could this mean? Others mocking said, they are full of new wine. But Peter, standing up with the eleven, raised his voice and said, Men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and heed my words. And then he went on to preach the great message that we find in Acts chapter 2 that really kicked off and set into motion the church of Jesus Christ and what he was building. And today what I want to do is I want to take some time. We, we took some time to focus on being in one accord in one place and the whole element of unity and community. Today I want to take some time to focus on verse 4 where it says, And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. I'm good, man. Thank you very much. You're doing awesome as usual. Let's talk a little bit. So I want to talk to you, and, and it's going to be a, a, a simple teaching I want to talk to you about this whole element of speaking or praying in tongues. Now, if we look at Acts 1, verse 8, it says, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And so again, remember, one of our key themes in this season has been power. Everybody say power. We recognize we have these promises from God. We need his power to live them out and to walk it out, and that's why we're waiting on him. And so it is a very key theme for us is talking about the power of God. And so we see here, we see it in Acts chapter 2. We also see it in Acts chapter 1 verse 8 that Jesus said, you're going to receive this power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And then when we read in Acts chapter 2, when the Holy Spirit did come upon them, we see very clearly that a manifestation of the gift of the Holy Spirit was this ability to speak in tongues or to pray in tongues as the Holy Spirit gave them utterance. And so I want to take some time to teach on speaking and praying in tongues. Now, this is a gift from God that God wants each one of us to have and each one of us to walk in. And I'm not just trying to do a nice theological teaching for you today. I believe this is absolutely vital for us if we're going to walk out what God has for us. I want to see you walk out all that God has for you. And I believe that this ability and this gift of praying in tongues is an important part of that. I want us as a church to walk out all that God has for us. And I believe that having a church filled with people who know how to walk in this spiritual gift is very, very important. That's what it happens. Now, I know in a room like this, I'm speaking to some different types of people. I know there's some of you that have received the Holy Spirit. You have a spiritual prayer language or the ability to pray or speak in tongues. And so today I'm preaching to the choir when I'm talking to you. But my prayer is as I share this, you will be encouraged in using this spiritual gift more often. And that you will be challenged to use the spiritual gift more often. And you'll get better understanding of what God's given you. Because there are some of us, we have the gift. We don't even know what it does. We don't even know that we're supposed to walk in it. I also know there's some of you today. And the minute I said, I'm going to talk to you about praying in tongues, you kind of went, oh boy, okay, I don't know about this, Pastor. Maybe it's something that, you know, just to you has always seemed really strange or weird, which I can understand. 
Maybe you've come from a spiritual background where you've been taught that this passed away and it's not something that God has for us today. And so if you're in that boat, that's totally okay. Please don't feel any ill will towards that at all. We're all on our journey. But what I want to ask you is really listen as I teach from the scriptures and open your heart that maybe it is something for you today. Maybe it is something. I'm not going to ask you just to take that because I say it. Let's go to the Bible and let's see what God would say. And then I also know there's some of you today who just have no idea what I'm talking about. And you're just like, okay, this is going to be interesting because I have no idea what this pastor is about to talk about. What's, what, what's this praying in tongues? So hopefully for you as you listen in, you will get to understand more of this amazing spiritual gift that God wants you to have. And this amazing spiritual gift that's not just some kind of weird spiritual thing, but it actually connects us to the power of God. So the first thing we need to address today, like I said, I'm just going to do some real teaching today. What does it actually mean to pray or to speak in tongues? What what are we talking about when we talk about this spiritual gift? Well, praying or speaking in tongues comes from the Greek word, and forgive my pronunciation, but it's glossolalia. So glossolalia, and that's the Bible was written, the New Testament, the original language is written in, in Greek. That's why we have different translations, because there's Greek scholars who will translate what is said there and bring it forward into a language that we can understand. So in the original language, there's this word glossolalia, and it is a compound of two words. The first word means tongue or language, and the second part of the word means to speak, to talk, to chat, to prattle, or to make a sound. And so in other words, when we talk about the gift, the spiritual gift of praying or speaking in tongues, we are talking about a supernatural prayer language that is given to every believer when they're baptized in the Holy Spirit. So every believer, when you are filled with the Holy Spirit, God wants to give you a supernatural prayer language. Not something that you understand with your mind, but something that comes from your spirit. We see it happen in Acts chapter 2 with the early church. Furthermore, we see throughout the book of Acts that every time people were filled with the Holy Spirit or baptized in the Holy Spirit, it either states or implies that they spoke in tongues as well. And then as well, as we walk through history, we have many historical. Some people think this just started in the 1900s with the Pentecostal revival, the Pentecostal movement. But if you actually study church history, this is actually a spiritual gift that is manifested throughout church history. Now, I want to say this. It's very important to understand that being filled with the Holy Spirit is a separate experience from being born again. Now, let me be really clear, because sometimes people get, well, you need to have the Holy Spirit. If you don't pray in tongues, you don't have the Holy Spirit. If you have made Jesus the Lord of your life and you've been born again, you have the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the one who does the work in you, who regenerates you, and who transforms you. But there's a difference between the Spirit within and the Spirit upon. And so everyone, if you're a Christian, you have the spirit within. But the Bible teaches us that there's another experience, there's another outpouring that God wants you to have where the Holy Spirit comes upon you. In other words, he's already in you, but now he comes upon you and he gives you power. He enables you to be a witness. He gives you spiritual gifts. All these things come from being baptized in the Holy Spirit. And one of the key spiritual gifts that comes from being baptized in the Holy Spirit, the Bible teaches, is this ability to pray or to speak in tongues. And so this is something that's for every single believer. Every single person can receive this and can walk in it. God is not a respecter of persons. Now, the second thing I want to talk, that's the definition of what praying or speaking in tongues is about. But I want to talk to you because actually the Bible teaches us there's three different types of tongues or three different manifestations of this gift. 
Let me explain to you why. The first one is the sign of tongues. Everybody say the sign of tongues. Oh, come on, that was pretty weak. Everybody say the sign of tongues. And the sign of tongues is when you, under the power of the Holy Spirit, speak a language that you do not know. In Acts 2, 6, verse 8, we see this again. It says, and as the sound of the multitude came together, they were bewildered because each one was hearing them speak in his own language. And they were amazed and astonished, saying, are all these not speaking Galileans? How is it we hear each one of us in his own native language? So the first way that the gift of tongues will manifest, and this is by the power of the Holy Spirit, is that you literally will speak a language you do not know. I can think of an example of this. I had a friend named Jerome who was one of the leaders in my youth group back when I was a teenager. So this was a number of years ago, and he was a worship leader. He was a real man of the Spirit. And I remember him telling us a story about how he went on a missions trip, and he went on a missions trip to a Spanish-speaking country. And he does not speak Spanish at all. And so he's there, and he's just praying for people in a ministry time, and he just begins to feel the Holy Spirit on him. He begins to pray in tongues over this man, and you can really see God moving. God's really touching this man. He finishes. He goes on. Afterwards, the man comes up to him, and I make sure I got the little details right. I, I'd have to, I haven't seen Jerome for a number of years, so hopefully I get this part. Exact, but I know the essence of it. The man came up to him and began to speak to him in Spanish excitedly, and Jerome didn't know what he was saying. So the man looked a little confused when Jerome didn't know what he was saying, so then he called someone who could interpret for him, and the man said, well, I thought you spoke Spanish. And Jerome said, no, I don't speak Spanish. He said, well, you were praying perfect Spanish over me, and you were declaring and prophesying God's word over my life and what God wanted to do in my life and all that. What was it? It was a manifestation of the sign of tongues. I also know Pastor Sharon has a story from back in her days at the Life Center where they are there in worship and someone was just near them and they were just worshiping and glorifying God beautifully in French. Pastor Sharon knows French, so she understood what they were saying. Well, in talking with them afterwards, she found they didn't know French at all. They didn't know the French language, but what they were doing was they were praying in tongues and in that moment, the Holy Spirit chose to give them the ability to speak that language. Now, it's real important to understand this manifestation of tongues comes as the Spirit wills. We see it in the book of Acts, in Acts chapter 2, because they are all speaking all these languages. And what was it for? It was for a sign to all those people. When Jerome had that happen, it was for a sign for that person. With Pastor Jay, it was a sign. So God will do this at time to time from sign. But it's not something that you or I make happen. It's not something that we can cause to happen. We just decide, well, I'm just going to, you know, I'm going to pray in Italian now. And you just start. It doesn't work that way. It comes as the Holy Spirit. But here's the other challenge. Many people think that's the only type of tongues. And you'll hear people say, oh, well, it has to be a language that is of earth. But the Bible talks about tongues of men and of angels. See, so this leads us now to the second type of tongues, which is the gift of tongues. Everybody say the gift of tongues. And so the gift of tongues is when God gives you a message to speak to a person or to a group of people, but it's not in the language you understand, but it's in this heavenly language. But the Bible is very clear when this happens that you need to make sure there is an interpreter. And so in the gifts of the Spirit, two of the gifts of the Spirit are tongues and interpretation of tongues. And so God will give a message that comes forth in tongues, and then God will give somebody the interpretation by the power of the Holy Spirit to know what was being said in that. 
And with this type of gift, again, it's unusual for a lot of us, but especially during the times of the charismatic renewal, some different times of God, it was a gift that many people learned to flow in. And I actually believe it's a gift that God wants to resurrect even more. Pastor Sharon and Pastor Samuel and Melissa and others teach on it in school, the spirit. There's some amazing things that happen there, but it is important. Like verse 28, if we go back to 1 Corinthians 14. Oh, sorry, actually, first, I jumped ahead there. 1 Corinthians 14, 26 to 28. Let's look at there. It says, what then, brothers? When you come together, each one is a hymn, a lesson, a revelation, a tongue, or an interpretation. Let all things be done for building up. If any speak in a tongue, let there be one or two, or two, only two or at most three, each in turn, and let someone interpret. But if there's no one to interpret, let us keep silent in the church and speak to himself and to God. That part's really important. Remember that part. So we see now, this is a manifestation. It could be a tongue of men or of angels, but it is a message from God to somebody. Or it's a message of God to a church family. So for example, we could see this message happen. We could see it happen on Sunday. We could have someone come up and they've got a spiritual message that God speaks in tongues. Now for some of us that sounds a little weird, but come on, we're Christians. We believe in prayer and healing and God moving in angels and demons and deliverance. Why would we struggle with this? But then what happens is if I just got up and gave you a message in tongues, but nobody interpreted, the Bible's really clear, it would do no good for anybody. And that's actually part of a lot of these 1 Corinthians 14, 12, 13, and 14. Paul was trying to instruct the Corinthian church because they were so on fire about spiritual gifts. They were so on fire what God was doing, but they were doing some crazy stuff. Like one of the things that becomes very clear here is we see they were just running around speaking in tongues to one another. Someone new would walk through there. Can you imagine you walk into church, the greeter greets you, and they just start speaking to you in tongues? I don't know about you. That kind of freaked me out a little bit. Or people are just running around speaking. Paul's like, hold on a second here. He's like, listen, if you're going to speak to somebody in tongues and that gift is flowing, make sure there's an interpreter. See, another way this gift can manifest very easily is sometimes you might be praying for somebody. Some of you flowing it, you don't realize it. You'll be praying for somebody, and you just feel like the Holy Spirit is on you to pray over them in tongues. So you pray over them in tongues, but what often you don't understand is sometimes after that you start praying for them back in English, and it's like there's this prayer that flows. Well, what just happened? You just operated in tongues and interpretation of tongues. You prayed forth the things of the Spirit, but then by faith in God, you then prayed out what you just prayed for in the Spirit. So there's times where you can operate in both yourself or two people can operate in it together. That's how this works, but it always has to be interpreted. I think of an example of this, uh, you know, which, well, uh, no, let me actually jump to that. So that's the second gift. And that's a gift I believe God wants us to be in the flow. But again, these gifts don't have to be spooky and weird and out there. It's like, and I encourage many of you, sometimes if you're going to pray for a situation, you're going to pray for somebody, you don't know what to pray. Just begin to pray in your spiritual prayer language and then just ask God, God, give me the interpretation of what I just prayed. And then let the Holy Spirit flow. It's very practical and very real. But with that, when you ever, here's, here's the bottom line. Whenever you speak or pray in tongues over someone, it must be interpreted. But then this leads us to the third type of tongues. Everybody say number three. So the first one is the sign. The second is the gift. The third is your personal prayer language of tongues. And this is the prayer language that you have between you and God. See, again, if we look in verse 28, it says, but if there's no one to interpret, let each one keep silent in church and speak to himself and to God. Right there, this shows us very clearly. I can speak to somebody in tongues. That must be interpreted. 
But I can also pray over myself in tongues. That doesn't need to be interpreted. And I can pray to God in tongues, and that doesn't need to be interpreted as well. Why is this important? Because sometimes you'll hear people teach and say, oh, it's wrong for you to ever pray in tongues unless it's interpreted. No, it's wrong for you to ever pray over someone in tongues or speak to someone in tongues. I remember years ago, Joel and I were in a, a youth service. You remember that, Joel? And we're there, and we're just worshiping God, and I think Joel's just praying in tongues, and this young lady in front of us thinks she's very passionate, very bold, but she turns around looks at him and says, you're wrong. You should not be praying in tongues unless it's interpreted. And I don't remember exactly, I think we probably were pretty humble in the moment, I remember, but I can't remember if I said to her or if I just thought it. You know, sometimes in the past, did I think that or did I say that? I wish I said that. I said, oh, no, it's not a problem. He's not talking to you. (laughs) Right? (laughs) He wasn't talking to you. (laughs) If he was talking to you, it needs to be interpreted, but he's talking to God. And if I want to be a little snark, I'd say, why are you eavesdropping on his conversation with the Lord? Why don't you just go and worship, do your thing, and let him talk to God. Now, obviously, we need to be sensitive. You can get around people who don't understand spiritual things, and you can freak them out by praying in tongues. So you have to be sensitive to it. But it's really important that we get this, because quite often, especially with teaching against tongues, we hear it's not for today, but it is for today. Or we hear, no, you can never do it unless it's interpreted. No, if you speak over somebody, or if you speak it publicly, it needs to be interpreted in that way. But if I'm just speaking to God... Or if I say, let's all just pray in the Spirit right now. Let's pray. Let's connect with our Heavenly Father. We don't need to be interpreted. Sometimes people say, oh, we should just never all pray in tongues at the same time. Well, I mean, in the Bible they did. Right? It's like, but they're thinking, but usually people say it because it has to be interpreted. How do I interpret 15 people at once? It's like, no, I'm praying to my Father. But if it's now a gift, then it has to be interpreted. And then if it's a sign, it's a work, a sovereign work of the Holy Spirit for a divine purpose. And so it's really important that we understand all three of these things. But here's the bottom line. Here's what I want to challenge you today. I want to challenge you that I believe for where God's taking us, where God's taking you, that this spiritual gift of tongues is an amazing weapon. It's an amazing tool. It's something incredible that God has given you. And I want to see each one of us praying in the Spirit every single day. See, for some of us, we receive the fill of the Holy Spirit. We prayed in tongues, and then we never do it again. Or we just wait for, like, that feeling to come, or, you know, just that something really spiritual to happen. But it's interesting because in 1 Corinthians 14, 18, Paul said this. He said, I thank God that I speak in tongues more than you all. Now, he wasn't trying to brag or kind of be braggadocious about it. You know, I mean, Paul's a pretty straightforward guy. But again, he'd been kind of trying to correct them a bit with an improper usage of tongues. But he's saying really clearly, but don't get it twisted here. He's like, I speak in tongues more than any of you. I want you to pray in tongues. Just do it in order. Do it the right way. And if you're praying over somebody else, get it interpreted. If you're praying to God, just let it flow to God. And then if it's a gift, if it's a sign of tongues, then let it be a sign of tongues. You know, it's interesting, even if you study history, that you, we kind of understand this over time, because when the Pentecostal revival first broke out, many people only understood the sign of tongues. So they thought, oh, this must mean God's given me a language to go be a missionary somewhere in the world. And actually, sadly, some people literally got on ships, went to another country, expecting the Holy Spirit to give them the language when they showed up, and they showed up and didn't get the language. Because they just didn't understand. Their hearts were right, but they thought it just meant you're automatically going to get a language. But God does that as a sign at times. But here's what the personal prayer language of tongues is an amazing gift. And if you are not praying in tongues regularly as a Christian, you're not a bad Christian. 
Don't worry. I mean, you can be a wonderful Christian, never walk in this spiritual gift. So please don't hear me saying that. But what I'm saying to you is you're missing out on a tool and a power source that God has given you that's going to enable you to do even more. So I don't know about you. I don't like missing out. Like, I want all of it. Anybody with me on that? It's like I can't tackle it the same way I used to, but when I was younger, if I went to a buffet restaurant, I made sure I ate my full amount of my food. Right? You know, some people go to a buffet, get a little bit of salad and a little bit of this. I'm like, what are you paying all that money for? It's like I'm leaving here full. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Amen? Somebody, no, I'm preaching to you now. When you're 45, you can't do that quite the same way because your calorie count will pay a price. Your waistline will pay a price. I do remember we went to a Brazilian steakhouse, man, just a couple weeks ago. I probably ate enough meat for the week, man. But I'm just like, I'm not going to lie. Part of me sometimes, that, you know, that cheap side of me comes up. I'm like, listen, I'm paying money. I'm getting my money's worth. Right? I just do it. But here's the deal. And God, I want to have that good mindset where it's like, I want all of it. Why would I leave something on the table? And so God wants you. And, and I want to encourage you that we do that. I remember I was going through a very challenging season in my life. It was actually early on with the church merger. If you guys don't know, 10 years ago, what you experienced now at Toronto State Church was the result of two churches merging together. And, and the first couple of years, there were a lot of challenges. And, and many people might not have known some of them, but as the lead pastor, there was just a lot I felt. And I remember I was going through a season that was so hard. I remember it was the first time in my life where Pastor Sharon and I sometimes would sit up in our bed and I, could, I was under so much stress and pressure, I couldn't even sleep. It just felt like the weight of the world was on my shoulders. I remember that time I went to some meetings, um, and there was actually a prophet that was from South Africa, but he said God sent him to America with a very special message. So I ended up in America at these meetings with my pastor, and he's got this message for pastors. He said, here's the message God said. He said, if you will pray in the Spirit for two hours a day, it'll transform your life in ministry. Now, that's really hardcore, but in that moment, I needed it. In that moment, I was under so much pressure. I was under such a battle. It was just every day. It was like trying to, and so it became a lifeline for me. So I took that challenge, and I did it for the next several months. I mean, sometimes I had to, like, parcel it out throughout the day. But I began to pray in the Spirit. And, guys, can I tell you, the word was true. It transformed me. It strengthened me. It changed me. God gave me wisdom to sort through what I needed to sort through. All these things happened. Why? Because I followed the example of Paul, and I got serious about praying in my spiritual prayer language. And I want to encourage each one of you today that you would take the same step, that you would make part of your daily discipleship some time of praying in the Spirit, and you would watch the transformation that God brings in your life when you apply this spiritual gift. I believe for what God's called you to do, we need to walk in that power. And that is part of learning to walk in his power. But also for us corporately, we need this together. Now, let me tell you just some reasons what happens when we pray in tongues. Why does this matter? Because we've talked about what it is. We've talked about the different types. But a lot of times I realize we don't understand why this actually is powerful. Why is it different? So first and foremost, when you pray or when you speak in tongues, you speak directly to God. Everybody say you speak to God. 1 Corinthians 14 verse 2 says this, for one who speaks in a tongue speaks not to men but to God. And so again, this is referring to our personal prayer language. But when you pray in the Spirit, you are praying directly to God. Now, I don't know if any of you have ever struggled in your prayer life. I've had times where I struggle in my prayer life. I've had times where I don't know what to pray. Or I just haven't felt like praying. What I learned to do, and frankly, right now, I will start almost all my prayer times by praying in the Spirit. 
because it helps me. It's a connection. It's like a direct connection to my Heavenly Father. It's a direct connection. It's something that is a language that I share with Him, and I begin to pray in the Spirit. And when we pray in the Spirit, it's like we have this direct access to God. Number two, the Bible says when we pray in tongues or we pray in the Spirit that we strengthen our inner man. Everybody say, strengthen your inner man. A couple verses that speak to this. 1 Corinthians 14 verse 4 says this. The one who speaks in a tongue builds up himself. Jude 1 verse 20 says this. But you, beloved, building yourselves up in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. When you pray in the Spirit, you literally build up your spiritual strength. Now, again, I don't have time to kind of run through all of this. Though The Bible teaches us that we are triune beings. It's a little bit of a pattern of God being Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. But you and I are triune beings. It talks about this in 1 Thessalonians 5.17, that we are a spirit, we have a soul, we live in the body. The body is a temporary home. It also refers to it in the Bible as a tent. That's why when someone passes away, they're not gone. Their spirit has just simply passed over into the spirit realm of the spirit world. And so we can have physical strength, we can have emotional strength, but what really matters in this day and age, I mean, both those things are very important, don't get me wrong, but where's your spiritual strength at? Because some people, they have, the, they have incredible physical strength, but their spiritual strength is so low. Now, there's different things that we can do to build up our spiritual strength, but one of the key things we do to build up our spirit and to build up our spiritual strength is when we pray in tongues, we pray in the Spirit. The Bible says you edify yourself, you build yourself up. You build yourself up on the most holy faith by praying in the Spirit. I gave you guys one example, but I can think of so many times in my life where I felt weak, where I felt discouraged, where I felt depressed, where I felt overwhelmed. See, a lot of those things can be... Not all the time. There's many different things because we don't want to kind of paint everything with the same brush. But some of us, what you're struggling with is actually just your spirit is really weak. And if you would just begin to strengthen your spirit, that's where the fruit of the spirit flows from. Again, not everybody. Some of us, there's some other things, and it's great to walk with a Christian counselor, and it's great to get prayer ministry and her healing. So we want to embrace all of that. But some of you, the struggle is simply you're not feeding your spirit enough. You're starving your spirit. So just like if I didn't eat all week, I'd be pretty weak today. If I didn't eat all week, and I was trying to do some type of physical activity, I would faint pretty quickly. Right? I wouldn't have strength. Why? Because I'm done it. Well, if you don't feed your spirit all week, and then a spiritual battle comes, and you're weak, and you don't know what to do in the spirit, you got to build up your spirit. One of the best ways to build up your spirit, I mean, it's to be in the word of God, because man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God, Matthew 4, verse 4. But one of the best ways to build up your spiritual strength is to pray in the spirit. And so I've done so many times. I remember a story I'd heard about from a, a, a pastor, well, not a pastor, but a, a Bible teacher and preacher named Kenneth Copeland. And he talked about how when he got saved at 30, God called him to go back to school to study. And so he ended up being there at school. And he said, like he said, he walked into first year math class. And he said, the teacher said, good morning, students. And he said, that's the last thing I understood the entire class. <laughs> right? He said, I, I hated school when I was 17. Now God's calling me back at 30. And so he said he'd be trying to study. He said he could go about five minutes. He literally felt like his brain started to lock up. So what he learned to do, though, he felt overwhelmed by it. He felt like he can't do it, was he would study until he couldn't. Then go and he'd pray in tongues for five minutes. And they'd go back and he'd study more. And then he'd reach his point, go and pray in the Spirit. And he said he just started doing this. And what happened was his ability to study got longer and longer and longer. Because he was obeying God. He was doing what God's called him to do. But it's as he prayed in the Spirit that began to build up his strength. 
Listen, for some of you right now, this, this will transform so much for you if you just learn to start taking times to release the spiritual gift and you build yourself up. Everybody say, build yourself up. Number three, when you pray in the Spirit or you pray in tongues, you tune into the Holy Spirit. Now, I'm going to date myself here. Many of my millennials and Gen Zers in here are not going to have any idea what I'm talking about. How many of you remember TV antennas? Everybody remember TV antennas? Now, for all you young ones in here who don't have any idea what I'm talking about, before the days of cable, before the days of streaming, we had televisions with antennas on top of them, and you would need these antennas to tune into the signal to watch. Now, how many know if the antennas weren't just right, right, you'd get all these static images. I remember what I talked about. We'd be at the cottage, Nana and Papa's cottage, and we had that TV with two channels, you know, but because you're at the cottage, you'd watch all kinds of things you'd never watch any other time. I'd watch the National every night with Papa, have a can of Coke and watch the National because there's nothing else on in your board, right? So, but used to take, and we go get the antennas, right? And you'd kind of move them. And I'd be behind the TV. Okay, is it good? Good, good. Everybody's like, yeah, it's good. Oh, no, 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 it's not good. And you got to kind of move it around, right? You had to tune in to get the signal. And then sometimes the signal would change, so you'd have to tune in again. When you pray in the Spirit, what happens is you tune into the Holy Spirit. For so often, sometimes we're strung, it's just fuzzy. It's hard to understand what is God wanting right now? What is God saying? What I always do in those moments is I'll begin to pray in the Spirit. I'll tell you guys, so many times, like when I'm getting ready to preach on Sunday, it's interesting. Like I'm, I'm getting better at planning further ahead, and it's good to plan further ahead. But there's now, I don't get up and just say, well, what do I want to talk about this week? It's like I pray and I ask God, God, what do you want me to talk about this week? And I don't always get it perfectly, but hopefully I get it right. That's why some of you come out of a message and you go, man, it's like, who's talking to pastor about my business? How does he know this? How did he know that? It's just because I didn't try and get up and say what I wanted to say. I, and so what I do is you start, well, how do you decide what you preach on? I pray in the Spirit. And what I do is I pray in tongues, I pray in the Spirit, and then what happens is in my mind, in my spirit, things start to come together. And sometimes it'll just be a theme. Sometimes it'll be several key points. But I receive them from the Spirit of God. Now, again, I'm not trying to like, oh, every week I'm just like, this is, but, but, but I, I pray. And, and I take time. I remember hearing a man said, he said this. He said, if you're going to be a preacher, he said, spend all week preparing the man or the woman and spend a couple hours preparing your message. In other words, pray, get your spirit right, get your spirit ready, because I'm not up here just trying to tell you what I think. I am trying to be, what is God wanting to say right now? I want to hear from him and then pass it to you. But you see, it comes from praying in the spirit, and so you tune in. Larry Sparks said it this way, praying in the spirit is communion with the Holy Spirit on his level in his language. Now let me pick up my pace a little bit here. Number four, when you pray in the Holy Spirit, it allows the Holy Spirit to pray perfect prayers through you. Acts 2 verse 4, B says this, they began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So what happens is you get the spiritual prayer language. You speak it. Please hear me. God does not come down and grab your lips and start moving your lips and your tongue and making something happen. Some of us have this picture. No, you pray it, but the Holy Spirit's the one who gives you the words to pray. Well, how many know the Holy Spirit probably has a pretty good idea on what you need to pray in a situation? How many know the Holy Spirit probably understands what needs to be prayed? Anyone been in a situation you're not sure what to pray? You don't know what to pray. Well, he does. And so you can spend all this time trying to figure out or you can just pray in the Spirit let the Holy Spirit pray perfect prayers through you. 
See, when you start to learn to pray in the spirit, there can be this coming week, the enemy's trying to set up a car accident that's going to be a spiritual attack against my family. I have no idea it could come in. I have no idea it's going on, but I'll get up and pray in the spirit, and the Holy Spirit starts praying through me and just says, no, in the name of Jesus, that car accident won't happen. Angels will protect. You'll leave five minutes later than you thought you are going to leave. He starts to sabotage what the Lord's do, what the enemy's trying to do, and I don't even know about it. Guys, listen, there's things you don't want to know about. Just pray in the spirit. It would freak you out to know it too much. Parents, you can pray over your kids. You know, sometimes, oh, there's so many things that can happen in the world. But you get up and you're praying in the spirit over them. The Holy Spirit is praying perfect prayers. Keep that person away from them. Keep this situation out of their mind. Let this happen. Guard them against this. You pray perfect prayers, and then you believe the Lord as you pray them, and it's powerful. Everybody say, pray perfect prayers. Number five, and I know we just, let's keep working through this, so you find the word of God will open up to you in a brand new way. John 16, 13 says this, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak of his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he'll declare to you things that are to come. When you pray in the spirit, Corey Russell said it this way, great Bible teacher and man of prayer, he said, praying in tongues is the way the Holy Spirit shines a flashlight on scripture. In other words, there's things, when you learn to pray in the Spirit more, there's things in the Bible that comes. It's like I said to you, one of my main preparation techniques for any time I minister is I pray in the Spirit. Why? Because I'm not just trying to figure out what I think I should say. I want to know what's the heart of God. And then the Holy Spirit begins to illuminate scriptures and I begin to get a sense in the direction I'm supposed to go. You can do the exact same thing. You might not have to preach every week, but you need the Word of God in your life. And so in a number six, when you speak in other tongues or you pray in other tongues, you speak mysteries and tap into the wisdom of heaven. 1 Corinthians 14 verse 2 says this, For one who speaks in a tongue speaks not to men but to God, for no one understands it, but he utters mysteries in the spirit. This is a very important word, mysteries. When you pray in tongue, you pray mysteries. What are mysteries? Well, in the Bible, mysteries are not things God has hidden from you. They're things God has hidden for you. It's a little bit like parents, if you do a treasure hunt for your kids, you're not trying to make sure they don't find it. You're storing it up for them, and you're making the journey for them to get there. When you pray in the Spirit, you pray forth mysteries. You pray, guys, there's so many things I don't know. There's so many things I don't know about what's coming. There's so many things I don't know what we need to look like. I don't know the finances we'll need. I don't know the plan. Sometimes they're just beyond my wisdom. Some of you, you're in a business or in your work situation or you're a teacher in your school situation. You've got a troubled student you're trying to figure out what to do with. There's so many things we don't know. But when we will pray or speak in the spirit, we begin to pray forth mysteries and we begin to pull out the wisdom of God over our situation. It can be wisdom of solution in your workplace, wisdom and solutions in your schooling, wisdom and solution in your family. If you don't know what to do, pray in the spirit and begin to pull on the mysteries of heaven. Um, Corey Russell, I love it. He said it this way. He said, the Holy Spirit is the Google or the search engine of heaven. And when you pray in the spirit, you start a search. Right? How many people do that? I'm trying to figure something out. I do it all the time now. Right? I need to figure something out. So let me just go Google it. Well, in the spirit, you're trying to figure something out. Let me Google this. And you just begin to pray in the spirit. And you begin to tap in the mysteries of heaven. Number seven, and I'm just about done here if Arnold wants to come back. You stir up and step into the gifts of the spirit in your life. When you pray in the spirit, it actually is stirring up the spiritual gifts and all the other spiritual gifts that God wants to give. 1 Corinthians 14 verse 1 says this. Pursue love and earnestly desire the spiritual gifts, especially that you may prophesy. 
And again, I cannot do a whole teaching right now, but the gifts of the Spirit are the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, discerning of spirits, healing, miracles, special faith, prophecy, tongues, and interpretation of tongues. As we pray in the Spirit, here's what I found. You begin to stir up all these other gifts in your life. It's almost like it begins to stir the waters. It begins to open the door. It's like you begin to just step in, and that's what I, so I do it all the time. It's like I will start to pray in the Spirit. I'm tuning into God. I'm strengthening my inner man. I'm praying forth mysteries, and I'm stirring up the things of the Spirit in my life. Kenneth Hagin, who was a great teacher on this, he said this, I have found in my own life over a period of more than 60 years that the more I speak in tongues, the more I pray and worship God in tongues, the more manifestation of the other gifts of the Spirit I have in my life too. And the less I speak in tongues, the less manifestation of supernatural gifts the Holy Spirit have operated in my life. That's what he said. What if each one of us would just set aside time every day and make part, like read the Word, do your journaling, do worship if you do worship, and don't set aside praying in your understanding because that's a very important part. Paul said, I pray in the Spirit, and I pray in my understanding. But what if every one of us every day would begin to release this spiritual gift? What would God begin to stir and God begin to do? Number eight, you are empowered for spiritual warfare. Everybody say spiritual warfare. Ephesians 6, 18 says this, praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. Praying in the spirit is part of our spiritual armor. It's part of what God has given us. He's given us the helmet of salvation, the blessed breastplate of righteousness, the belt of truth, our feet being shod of the preparation of the gospel of peace, the shield of faith, the sword of the spirit. He's given all of these gifts to us. And he said, but also I've given you praying in the spirit. And I believe that even as it's the end, that every piece of our spiritual armor is actually energized and strengthened as we learn to pray in the spirit. You guys remember a number of weeks ago when Joel was preaching on evangelism and he shared that testament of Jackie Pullinger. Let me bring that back for a second. Jackie Pullinger, as a young believer, she followed the Lord to the mission field, going to a dangerous part of Hong Kong known as the Wall City. She was soon baptized with the Holy Spirit and spoke in tongues. Nothing dramatic changed at first, and she was not having any success in sharing the gospel. Then another missionary encouraged her to spend at least 15 minutes a day praying in tongues. She committed to do this as a daily discipline, and the results were clear and powerful. She began to be led by the Holy Spirit to the right people to share the gospel with, and conversions started to happen regularly. Many drug addicts and gang members began to be saved, and as they were also filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke in tongues, they would not have any with normal withdrawal symptoms as they were set free from drugs and set free from their addictions. Guys, this is just one of many, many, many testimonies. I could pull up story after story of the power of this spiritual gift. But here's just my encouragement as you go today. What if every one of us began to use this gift on a daily basis? What if it was no longer something that we just used once when we received the Holy Spirit or we used every once in a while we had like this really crazy spiritual experience but we began to do like Jackie Pollinger did, to begin to follow the example of someone like Kenneth Hagin, to begin to follow the example of the Apostle Paul who said, I pray in tongues more than you all. And all of a sudden your spirit is being strengthened. You're tuning into the Holy Spirit in a brand new way. There's mysteries and things that you begin to understand. All of a sudden, you've got the solutions in your workplace when nobody else had a solution. As a teacher, you're beginning to understand what needs to happen with students that maybe you just didn't know what to do with. You are taking authority over the enemy. You're covering things in prayer. Many times, an intercessor will tell you it happens this way. So often, they feel a burden in their heart. They feel like, I have to pray. 
they don't know what they need to pray about, but they just know they need to pray. And so they begin to pray in the Spirit, and the Holy Spirit begins to pray through them. And then they reach a point where they realize, okay, my assignment is finished here, and they can let it go. God wants to do that with so many of us. I read a story about a man who was in a plane, and he was flying his plane, and his plane began to go through engine trouble. And it was going, and it looked like his plane was going down. At that exact same time, his wife woke up in the middle of the night because he was traveling somewhere, and she didn't know, but she felt like something was wrong. She needed to pray. She began to pray in the Spirit. She began to pray, and she began to intercede at that exact same time. She didn't know what was, and then she felt a peace, and she went back to bed. What happened was, supernaturally, even though his engine had stopped, he was able to land the plane, and he was saved. And then when he talked with his wife, he realized she was praying in the Spirit at the exact time. There's no way she could have known what the pray for but the Holy Spirit knew and she learned to partner with the Holy Spirit. What does God want to do through your life if you will begin to step out in this spiritual gift and parents what will it do for your children what will it do in your business what will it do at your job place what will it do for our church family you can pray for a fellow church member that you don't even know they need prayer they would never even tell you they might not even be able to get to you but you're listening to the Holy Spirit and he says hey I'm assigning you to pray for this person right now now, what can God do when we will just give ourselves to move in this spiritual gift? Amen? Amen. So I want to encourage you. Will we take the challenge every day? Will we take the challenge to pray in the Spirit? And when you feel under pressure, pray even more. When you feel discouraged, pray even more. Go to the place of prayer. So here's the last question, because I know many of us have received this gift, but some of us that maybe here haven't yet. And God wants all of us to have this gift. So how do you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit? Well, this is going to be very deep. You ask for it. That's what you do. You ask your father, can I have this gift? Let me read to you from Luke 11, 9 to 13. It says this, and I tell you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds and the one who knocks it will be opened. What father among you, if his son asks for a fish, will instead give him a serpent? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? So here's what I want to encourage you. God says, even evil parents give their children good things when they ask. Why would I not give you the Holy Spirit? See, so often we feel like we have to strive or I have to do all these things. And God's like, no, I'm just your Father. Just ask me. I'll give you the gift of the Holy Spirit. And then what you do is you believe that you receive it. Remember we talked about faith? Faith is not waiting until you feel it to think you've received it. You just believe because of the word. So I ask for the Holy Spirit, and then I believe that I receive the Holy Spirit. And then third, you step out and praying in tongues. Now this is where it gets kind of strange for most people. Because like, well, what does that look like, pastor? What does that mean? I want you to know that it's the most natural thing. Because you asked your father, he gave it to you. And then the Bible doesn't say he speaks in tongues. He says you speak in tongues. Now, if I gave you the keys to my car and said, listen, can you drive up the road and go get something for me? I give you, who's driving the car? You are. Am I driving the car through you in some? And no, I gave it to you, you're driving the car. God said, I'm going to give you this gift. You can speak in tongues. You can pray. Because what's the biggest thing that comes most to mind? Oh, I'm just making this up. Right? Oh, it's just me. And we're very genuine. We're like, I don't want to do this wrong. Let me just say it this way. Number one, God gives you the ability to pray in tongues. You don't have to have some feeling in your body to do it. You don't have to have some crazy spiritual. You can do it by faith at any time. And secondly, even if, you know, think about this, Miranda. Even if, even if, let's say, 
you were kind of, maybe, maybe you, you were making up a little bit. I'm not saying with that. Is God going to be angry at you for trying to grow in his spiritual gift? He's going, oh, you're disqualified. That was, no, he's not going to do that. It's like, why do we always worry about the negative? When your child starts walking, you don't go, oh, that's a pretty terrible walk. Look at what, man, you can't even do this. Look at the way you're wobbly. Come on, what's wrong? No, you're cheering them on. Oh my gosh, get the camera, get the video. Look at them, they're walking. You're cheering them on because they're growing. Have faith in your Father's love for you and then just relax. And here's the last thing. Someone says, yeah, but what if it doesn't work? Right, that's what we always worried about. If I ask for the Holy Spirit, what if it doesn't work? Well, why would you think it didn't work? Well, because I didn't pray in tongues. Okay, but here's the deal. God said if, did God say if you asked it, he'd give it to you? Does he qualify that? No, like he doesn't qualify it and say, well, unless this or that. He asks gifts. So if you ask for the Holy Spirit, you receive the Holy Spirit. Now it's just learning how to walk it out. So what happens for a lot of people is they're there and then it just doesn't feel like it's working and they're starting to feel pressure and they're sweating down your forehead and sometimes you have good intention people around you are just like yelling at you, let go, hold on, let go, hold on, hallelujah. You know, like just all the, you're just like, oh my gosh. You know, it's just like, listen, just worship Jesus. And if it didn't happen right now, don't think I didn't get Because here's what happens. People say, oh, I didn't get it and they turn off their faith. Instead of going, no, I received it. I just have to learn to walk in it. And I've seen many people who have received the gift of the Holy Spirit. Some have the initial manifestation. Others, it's just later on. They're just in their personal prayer time. And all of a sudden, when they relax, they didn't feel pressure. All of a sudden, this prayer, or they're just worshiping God. And all of a sudden, it just begins to flow. So don't feel pressure about it. Amen? So I want to encourage So here's where we're going. Let's all stand up. We're being very practical right now. We're going to do this. And what I want us to do is I want us just to raise our hands to the Lord. There's so many people in here that have already received the Holy Spirit and the Spirit of Prayer Language. And we're going to take just like two minutes here. And we're going to pray together in the Spirit. And we're going to do that. And we're going to now we're not, we just need to be interpreted because we're not talking to each other. We're talking to our Father. And so we're going to pray and we're going to talk to our Father. And we're going to do that. But what I want to do is if you've been listening to me and you go, man, this is a spiritual gift I want. Remember, if you know Jesus, the Holy Spirit's already in you. This is not about trying to get the Holy Spirit. It's about inviting him to come upon you in power. And so what I just want you to do is just real simply, if you want it, just ask your Father and say, I want this. And then we're just going to pray in the Spirit for a little bit, and I don't want you to feel pressure to do anything, but I just want you to worship Jesus. And I want you just, and, and then you'll find, and I remember someone said to me after first service, they said, no, oh, I'm so good, Pastor. And they said, you know, I just, I always feel weird because my tongue's, I, I don't know if they're real because they don't sound like anybody else's. And I said, well, why would that bother you? And she kind of went, oh, yeah, I guess you're right. I said, it's, it's unique to every single person. And as soon as we start comparing and we start doing that, you know, and, and when you start speaking a language, you know, you start with a little bit and then your vocabulary expands. So sometimes it can start really small. And then the enemy's going to come and say, oh, no, that's just you. You can say, yeah, that is me because God gave me the gift. And the Holy Spirit's already in me, and I am in the Spirit, and so He's giving me the words to say. And then you just, and, and, and then if nothing comes today, don't worry about it. If you asked, you've got the Holy Spirit. Now it's just learning how to walk it out. And it's just learning this. So let's just raise our hands right now. I just want to invite Father in Jesus' name, I thank you today for a fresh infilling of your Holy Spirit. God, this is not weird stuff. This is spiritual stuff. And we are called to be spiritual people. And I know the enemy does not want so many people in this place to walk in this spiritual gift because it just becomes a headache for him. 
And so I thank you for a fresh infilling of the Holy Spirit. For those who've already received it, you said that we can ask to be filled over and over again. So we ask for a fresh infilling, a fresh coming upon in our lives. And God, for those who are desiring this spiritual gift, I thank you for filling them in a fresh way today, for your spirit coming upon them, and that they will begin to do what your word says, which is speak in other tongues. And so we just thank you. Come on, let's just begin to pray in the spirit right now. Even if you're joining us online, I'd invite you where you are right now. Just begin to pray in the spirit. Come on, healing's released as we pray in the spirit. Wisdom is released as we pray in the spirit. Strength is released as we pray in the spirit. We worship you today, Lord. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. We love you today, Lord. Thank you for your presence. We glorify the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. So, Father, we just pray today, Lord, because we don't just want to make this, oh, this is something to do in church. But, God, this is something that we can do every day. And God, it strengthens us. It taps us into the wisdom of God. It taps us into the gifts of the Spirit. God, it's a way for us to communicate and to stay connected with you. And I pray that each one of us will take this challenge, will take this opportunity and grow. We'll go deeper. I want to encourage some of you today. I just felt this so strong even in first service. Some of you this, you're like, ah, I don't know, do I need all this? God's calling you deeper. God's calling you out of the shallow end. There's nothing wrong being the shallow end, but there's a deep end. No, there's a deep end. There's a whole ocean of God out there. And one of the ways you start going deeper is you learn to receive spiritual gifts and step out in it. So take that step. Take that step. Now, if you've got more questions, maybe today you're like, oh, Pastor, like, that was good, but I still got more questions. Then ask the questions. Like, it's not like, oh, you have to or this. Just love Jesus. Grow in Jesus. Ask the questions. Learn and grow. And so just so wants to bow our head and close our eyes before we... Uh, before we go, we're going to have some of our leaders just, I'm going to dismiss in a second, but we're going to have some of our leaders just here at the front. If you maybe are really desiring this and you'd like a little bit more prayer, they're going to be here just to pray with you and to minister to you with that. And so we're going to be available for that. And obviously we've got School of the Spirit and a bunch of other things that are happening. But just with head bowed and eyes closed, I do want to give an opportunity before we go for anyone here who's not right with God to get right with God. The Bible teaches us that God loves us with an everlasting love, but we've been separated from that love by sin. Because of sin, the Bible says the wages of sin is death. We all deserve eternal separation from God. That's what death is referring to there. I deserve it. I'm not pointing the finger at you. We all deserved it. We all needed a Savior. That's the bad news. The good news is Jesus is that Savior. He came and he said, if you'll turn your back on sin and you'll commit your life to me, I will fill you. I will forgive you. I will set you free. I will do so much in your life. But you need to make that choice. He's not going to force you to do it. It's a gift of salvation. You have to still choose to receive it. And so I just want to ask as we're bringing this to a close, if you're in this place and you say, I need to give my life to God or I need to give my life back to God, I want to pray with somebody to do that. I just want you to hold your hand up really high. Be bold about it. If today's your day to get right with God, 
Thank you. I see that hand there. If there's anybody else today, just say, I need to be right with God. Amen. Thank you, Lord. I see that hand over there. Anybody else today? Amen. So let's pray this prayer all together. Everybody pray it. If you raise your hand, you know you should have. Pray it from the bottom of your heart. Just say, Jesus, thank you for your love for me. Thank you that you came for me. Thank you that you died. Thank you that you rose again. Today I turn my back on sin. I commit my life to you. Fill me. Forgive me. Free me. I want to follow you. In Jesus' name. Never agreed, said. Amen, amen, amen. All right. Amen, amen. Praise God. So let's bring this to a close today. Um, let me just say, we didn't really go our announcements on properly. So can I just say this? Number one, if you're a guest, thank you for coming. Go to the Connect table. We'd love to bless you. Number two, if the guys can throw up the giving instructions on the screen. God has just been blessing us so much. We're so thankful. We're thankful for every person that partners with their finances and what God's doing here. These are the ways to give. Thank you for giving. Let's be even more radical in our generosity. And then just some announcements to remind you of as we go. Number one, we've got Wednesday morning prayer, 6 a.m. It's our last one. Number two, this Friday, our youth are meeting. Limitless is going to be having a youth night. So parents, anywhere between grade 6 to grade 12, you want to get them out to that. It's going to be awesome. Number three, Toronto City Sports League is running co-ed volleyball starting this Thursday over at the Sports Dome. Really cool opportunity if you love volleyball. If you maybe don't even love volleyball that much, but you like just getting out in a fun atmosphere, you can meet people. But you have to sign up by today. So make sure you sign up by today. School to Spirit. Pastor Sharon sent you instructions, I believe, but there's going to be some classes in here. It's going to start in about 20 minutes, and then there's going to be the other level in the back. I don't even understand all the details, but talk to Pastor Sharon if you need the details. And other than that, we love you guys. God bless you. Thank you for being here today. I would ask the leaders that I asked to come forward, if you can come just be here across the front. And if you need prayer, uh, if you just are wanting to receive this spiritual gift, maybe you want someone just to pray with you a little bit more about shit or whatever else, we've got leaders here that would be glad to do it. So as I dismiss, feel free to come forward. Just feel free to come forward and, uh, and they'd be glad to pray with you and minister with you on that today. But we love you today. God bless you. Thank you everybody for tuning in online as well. It's been great to have you joining with us. Let's have an amazing week. We're gonna see you at prayer on Wednesday morning. And we have tea and coffee out, complimentary tea and coffee. Don't rush out today. Take a moment. Meet one of your fellow church family members. Get to know them a little better. Kind of break the ice, you know, step across. Let's keep building relationships. We love you guys. God bless you. Again, if you want prayer for that filling of the Holy Spirit, we have some leaders here who'd be glad to pray with you. God bless you. Have an amazing Sunday.